this is the in focus podcast from the hindu hello and welcome to the hindu's in focus podcast i'm amit barua your host for today we will be talking about afghanistan today events in that country have moved so fast that politicians officials and an analysts have all been caught napping the taliban took their first provincial capital on august the 6th and by august the 15th they had taken over kabul the world has seen unprecedented scenes with hundreds of people desperate to board outgoing aircraft underlying what the american departure and the arrival of the taliban means for the people of afghanistan India meanwhile has moved its ambassador and all Indian staff back to New Delhi to discuss all this and more we have with us today Jayant Prasad who served as India's ambassador to Afghanistan from 2008 to 2010 he deftly handled the tough situation when the Indian embassy in Kabul was attacked by terrorists in July of 2008 welcome to the Hindus in focus podcast Jayant thank you amit Jen, my first question to you: Why do you think the U.S. Uh, spent close to two trillion dollars in Afghanistan and then decided to up and leave? Yeah, actually, that shows something about how the American system works. They kept changing the goalposts. They kept changing their objectives. They came with a mission to punish because. they said that the taliban harbored al qaeda but 16 of those who attacked the united states on 911 were saudi arabian nationals and the plot was hatched actually it came out later in pakistan but it was much easier to attack afghanistan i suppose and the americans didn't realize when they started their attack that the taliban would collapse so easily so within weeks of americans bombing the taliban and al qaeda elements led into pakistan and kept lying low for 4 5 years and then they gradually began to come back into afghanistan and slowly became ubiquitous all over the country even when americans had 100000 troops in afghanistan in 2010 and 2011 so the american mission first was a counter terrorism move and then it became counter insurgency then at some stage it became nation building after the famous london conference of 2005 december and then they realized by the beginning of 2009 that the whole scheme had failed so president obama decided to ramp up the us military presence but paradoxically at the same time he announced also a drawdown of us forces and that gave taliban the first inkling of possible victory over the united states so all that they had to do was to sit out so they sat out that whole period 
of 2011 until 2014 when the american forces dwindled and then they waited for american forces to exit so america did not have any consistent policy towards afghanistan that's the reason why taliban now are in kabul would you say that the afghan uh, armed forces really had no larger cause or no government uh, to fight for is that uh, finally what led to the crumbling of the afghan military so quickly absolutely because they realized that the afghan government had not clearly earmarked who the enemy was and the afghan armed forces saw its own government talking with the enemy so what were they fighting for and since may since ghani turned down the american request for an immediate interim administration which would include also the taliban but which would have meant that ghani would have to go ghani put forward a counter proposal that he would stay for 6 months have a coalition government with the taliban have a 50-50 representation in the council of ministers and the governorships of the 34 provinces and he was hoping that he would stay for some more time and the british chief of general staff was intermediating between him and the pakistan chief of army staff bajwa nicholas carter is his name and bajwa came to kabul and talked to president ghani with nick carter so all this was going on in the background so it was giving a very bad signal and the new afghan defense minister bismillah khan made a statement before leaving afghanistan two days ago he said that his hands were tied behind his back he was the first regular defense minister in afghanistan in president ghani's second term and below him was the army chief who was taking orders from the presidency so there was great confusion in the chain of command so this uh, confusion and uh, uh, you know literally the collapse i mean uh, uh, the us uh, claims that it spent uh, nearly 90 billion dollars in equipping uh, and training the afghan national army so this collapse means that in a sense uh, would you say we are back to it uh, you know 1996 kind of situation when the taliban took control over uh, afghanistan or is it a new world and that the taliban will also have to adjust to the new ways of the world so the, i'll give you an answer but before that i want to say one more thing about the afghan security forces and the american training and the weapons that they provided the 90 million that they are said to have spent the afghan armed forces had no medical evacuation no heavy transportation no heavy guns no artillery no tanks so the afghan security forces were equipped with counter terrorism infantry weapons they were not like a regular army after all the americans equipped pakistan the next door to fight insurgency in fata but they have been given completely different type of weapons and enablers 
And once the Americans left, whatever air support and intel support was available to them earlier was no longer available because it was the Americans that provided the heavy lift and the reconnaissance and the intelligence. So to answer your main question, a lot is being said about the new Taliban being more moderate and that it would be possible to do business with them and that if not modern, they are not medieval in outlook and that they have no truck with the Al-Qaeda or the Daesh or other terrorist groups. For example, the LET and HUM, which are of interest to India, the ETIM, which is of interest to China, the Islamic Army of Uzbekistan, which is of interest to Afghanistan's northern neighbor, but that the Taliban has new national inward-looking priorities. But for any lasting peace and reconciliation, even if you do business with the Taliban, it's not enough to settle between, now there is no Afghan government, between the Taliban and the erstwhile Afghan government. The Afghan reconciliation process needs not just accommodating the Taliban, but also accommodating all of Afghanistan's ethnicities, the Uzbeks, the Hazaras, the Tajiks, the Pashtuns that have different factions, the Turkomen, the Kizilbash, and so on. So unless the Taliban does it, that will be seen only in the next coming few weeks. There will be no lasting peace and stability in Afghanistan. So the Taliban will be reasonable in Kabul, although reports are coming in from the provinces of some retribution. But in Kabul, they are likely to put up the, their best foot forward. Why? Because they need two things. They need international recognition, starting with the neighbors. They wouldn't care so much about the United States or the NATO countries, but they would like recognition starting with Pakistan, which is taken for granted. But China, Russia, Iran, the three northern neighbors, Turkmenistan, Uzbekistan, Tajikistan, followed by others. And for that to happen, they have to present a moderate face. And then they need continued development assistance because you said that Afghanistan is a country with where the preponderant population has an income of less than $2 a day. And Afghanistan will no doubt be impoverished further, but even to have a modicum of government, the new Taliban regime will need some international support and they will not get that international support unless they are seen to be moderate in their behavior. Uh, Jayant, uh, you mentioned about, uh, you know, China and Russia and the recognition that the Taliban needs. Uh, I recall that um, Pakistan formally recognized the Taliban government in October of 1997. And then two other countries, Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates, recognized the Taliban regime. Uh, yes. to, the best, to the best of my information, there was no fourth government that recognized the Taliban. 
so this time this time round jain do you think the situation will be different because the signals coming from the chinese and the russians are that they intend to have the diplomatic staff stay on in kabul actually most of the important neighbors of afghanistan who have contiguous territories they were quite happy to see the back of american forces from afghanistan so as all of the american forces will be pulled out they would be willing to engage with the new taliban regime which is promising some kind of accommodation of other interests so even if the interests of girls and women are not accommodated the interests of the dominant ethnicities will be i think right uh jet the the united states has gone on record that the future of its relationship with afghanistan depends on whether a taliban government respects the rights of women and shuns terrorism is that likely to happen in your assessment in the medium to long term absolutely not because the rank and file of the taliban let me put it in a different way so far aside from three or four firefights between the isis or the daesh and the taliban in the eastern provinces in the area of nangarhar pakhtia and pakhtika and khost there has been no reported fight between them and the lt between them and al qaeda between them most importantly for pakistan with the tehreek-e taliban pakistan there are two sides of the same coin so actually there are some afghan taliban leaders who believe that afghanistan's territory should stretch from the current durand line afghan pakistan border right up to the river indus so pakistan will face that difficulty and so pakistan's priority will be that once it has a friendly government in place in kabul they would have two absolute priorities one is to have a privileged relationship with the new government that is that pakistan should have the first say in whatever afghanistan does internally including in the profile of the indian presence in afghanistan so we have to wait and watch what happens next if we find that conditions to operate an embassy and consulates are there then it is a call that government will have to take in the future but it is far too premature right now to say anything so i would say that we have to just let the situation clarify itself a little further so uh, uh, the uh, external affairs ministry uh, spokesman um, you know said in a tweet um, a few hours ago that in view of the prevailing situation india has moved our ambassador and staff back home so how do you think uh, this will be interpreted by the afghans and the rest of the world you know this is going to be difficult for india because after the taliban came in in between 95 and 96 and the new regime was established that of the islamic emirate we found 
some new friends in Afghanistan, the Northern Alliance resistance there, comprising of the Tajiks, the Uzbeks, and the Hazaras. But all of India's historic experience of exchanges with Afghanistan, including Kavaliwala or Sher Shah Suri, or the Afghan communities that dot the whole of Northern India, from the Punjab to Bihar, they all came from Pashtun areas. And the Taliban are mostly a Pashtun force, although not all Pashtuns are Taliban. And we are now, thanks to our development cooperation projects in the last two decades, have a presence in the Pashtun areas. Not physically, there are no Indians there, but there are Indian projects there. The first Afghan province that fell on the sixth Nimroz, that has a vital road which connects the Iranian border with the Kandahar-Herat highway. So Indian projects are all over Afghanistan. There is the Friendship Dam or the Salma Dam in Herat province. So these are going to remain as symbols of India's presence in Afghanistan. And you know, the Americans carried out every year a survey where, which had 50 questions, like, what do you think of the Afghan president? What do you think of the local governor or the police chief? And of six other main foreign countries that were involved in Afghanistan. And in that survey, the preference was clearly people strongly supported ties with India. And there were very few who were surveyed who disagreed with this. But in the future, it would be a mistake to cut off all ties with the Afghan people. We have to find a way to remain present in Afghanistan, but we can't do it straight away. Right now, the first priority was to get out the Indian staff and also all other Indians from Afghanistan because of the unsettled situation, which was manifested in the Kabul airport yesterday. So after things settle down, then government will have to take a call, but we'll have to pay, play the long game. We'll have to keep our connection with the Afghan people because United States may have had temporary stakes in Afghanistan. But being in our extended neighborhood, Afghanistan is important to India. And we have a presence in Afghanistan. So our support and solidarity for Afghan people must continue. And we must find ways of giving it expression. Right. With your vast diplomatic experience, including as the head of the Institute of Defense Studies and Analysis, if I were to ask you, you know, what is the small piece of advice that you would give to the government of India in how to deal with the Taliban and the emerging situation in Afghanistan? What would it be? I think government did well by formally opening a channel with the Taliban. And that must be pursued in earnest because the Taliban should get a feeling that there is benefit in interacting with India. And India can play 
a moderating influence on the Taliban if it plays its cards well. But if the Taliban chooses not to be moderate or if the Taliban chooses to go back to the old, old ways and if the Taliban harbors any Indian terrorist groups, then of course, all bets are off. So we have to essentially wait and watch Amit. We can't decide today on what to do today or tomorrow. We have to give it a halt for a while. Right. And this return of our ambassador and the diplomatic staff would give us some breathing space uh, to decide on uh, uh, the next course of action in dealing with the new situation? Absolutely. Right now, not knowing what entity is going to be in occupation of Kabul and how the future government is going to shape, the most prudent thing was to pull our embassy out. Even though, as you suggest in your question, that it gives the signal that India doesn't want to be part of the new scheme of things. That's not correct. We simply don't know the nature of the new regime. So if the nature of the regime is inclusive, if the triumvirate, they are engaging in a very difficult task of President Karzai, the earlier president, Kulbuddin Hikmatyar, and the head of the Reconciliation Council, Abdullah Abdullah, they are saying that they are going to talk to the Taliban. I hope something comes out of it. Although it is difficult because Taliban is now in control and Taliban would have a great temptation to go straight away into re-establishing the Islamic Emirate. And if it does that and excludes the others, then of course, things will become quite difficult for India, but in the long term also for the Taliban regime because Afghanistan cannot be a stable country if the Taliban is not inclusive. Right. Jayant, of course, uh, the obvious question that I need to ask you is about Pakistan. We saw Prime Minister Imran Khan uh, saying that uh, uh, slavery had been sort of, uh, you know, shed yesterday uh, in Afghanistan. Uh, given its past history of uh, backing the Taliban and in, in a sense creating the Taliban, how do you think uh, Pakistan is going to play the game now in Afghanistan? Will it, uh, you know, be the old uh, game that they played? Or uh, will they, uh, will they ha have some new cards up their sleeve? You know, there is this undue, what I can say, triumphalism in Pakistan, reflected by its prime minister. But very soon the reality will strike because when the Taliban was in power between 1996 and 2001, Pakistan tried its best to settle the Durand line as the permanent marker of the boundary between Afghanistan and Pakistan. But the Taliban then was unwilling and now would be equally unwilling. So the next thing that Pakistan would want the Taliban regime to do is to crack down on TTP. TTP has been present in the Taliban-dominated areas 
for the last, let's say, five years since Operation Zarbeaz was launched by the Pakistan army to flush them out of Pakistan. But so far, there is no evidence whatsoever of the Afghan Taliban cracking down on the Pakistan Taliban. So let's see whether Pakistan's objectives are served in the next months that we see ahead. I doubt it very much. And so it might be a phyric victory for Pakistan and they will regret this present triumphalism. After all, if Taliban is good for Afghanistan, why should it not be good equally for Pakistan? That is the question the Taliban would ask and the TTP would ask. If Imran Khan thinks that it's a great day for Afghanistan, that it has Taliban rule, it might be a great day for Pakistan. So the Taliban believe and the Pakistan Taliban believe if there is Islamist rule in Pakistan as well. So we have equally to worry because Pakistan folding up in the future or the Pakistani state structure, which is underpinned by the army coming asunder is going to pose far greater security problems for India than Afghanistan going under the bus. Right. Uh, on this question, uh... You know, uh, Imran Khan also said recently that the Americans had chosen India as their strategic partner. And it appears that there's been no uh, phone conversation even between uh, the new president, uh, Biden, and uh, Prime Minister Imran Khan. So is this, uh, I mean, his statement about end of slavery, uh, is this a, more a case of sour grapes that uh, the Pakistanis feel that the Americans are ignoring them? It may be, that's quite likely. But the Americans, if they have turned their back on Afghanistan, there is no reason at all for them to get involved with Pakistan. The Americans have very marginal use of Pakistan because they are no longer in the need of securing supply lines to Afghanistan. And the only hope Pakistan has now Rather, its military might still have that hope of some kind of an understanding with the Americans of the possible use of Pakistan facilities in Pakistan, Pakistan's military facilities. But Imran Khan, of course, is on record having said that there is no question of it. Right. I'm going to leave you with the last question. Uh... You know, we saw uh, when the Taliban were in power that, uh, uh, you know, terrorist leaders like Osama bin Laden and a whole host of people, you know, got sanctuary uh, in Afghanistan. And they got the kind of space to plan uh, the international attacks, including not just 9-11, but what we saw happening in Africa. So do you believe that uh, if the international community, uh, and I use the word in within quotation marks, uh, if it again abandons Afghanistan to the Taliban, we may see a situation where the danger is not just to the people of Afghanistan or the, its neighboring countries, but also uh, perhaps to the Western world and to the rest of the world indeed. Unfortunately, we have to live with that possibility. Because 
the most neutral body, the Sanctions Committee of the Security Council, on the 1st of July of this month, came out with a report which was circulated to the UNSC members. And that clearly indicated that there is an Al-Qaeda presence even today in Afghanistan, and that's bound to grow. Terrorists from different countries are going to flock to Afghanistan as a safe haven. And the Taliban, which has a fledgling government right now, it's not even established yet in Kabul. They would hate to begin fights with other fellow travelers and terrorists. So the possibility of other terrorist organizations being harbored in Afghanistan is pretty high to my mind. Uh, Jain Prasad, uh, thank you so much for talking to the Hindus uh, in Focus podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you. In Focus, we'll be back soon with analysis of the biggest news issues. In the meantime, you can find our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and other platforms. Just search for In Focus by The Hindu. We'll see you soon.